This is Bacon Wire Breaking News. Hey everybody, making a quick announcement before I start the pod. We recorded on Wednesday night around 8.30 to 9 p.m. And uh, two things have already made this out of date, kind of. Um, we discussed the Miles Bridges max offer coming from Charlotte. And then, what, three and a half hours later, it's pretty much null and void after his arrest. We're not going to get into it right now. We'll talk about it this week because we also obviously know the big shockwave through college football. The Big Ten is basically telling the SEC, we're here. We're going to do a super conference. So we'll get into that on uh, next Wednesday. Probably have the pod out next Thursday. Um, Have a great fourth weekend and enjoy the pod. It was a good one. Love you guys. There is no more sensitive soft Fox 2 news anchor than Ryan Armani. (laughs) This guy's brother was getting cucked and the only thing his brother did was speak to a manager. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Uh, uh, My wife has been getting Pied by what by what a by a realtor in, in the houses they're selling. Excuse me, sir. What are you gonna do about this? I want him suspended. Or uh like I call him Ryan Fox. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Fox. Uh he DM'd me actually. <laughs> and he said, dude. It's a sports opinion. One, it's not a sports opinion. You basically insulted an entire fan base. But besides the point, uh, why would you stoop so low? A family attack. Again, you attacked a guy's character. Maybe your brother shouldn't have been such a pussy. Uh, Seriously, man, that's real low, real low. Um, I, of course, replied with a tried but true, uh, the gonna cry gif from (laughs) Spider-Man 3. And his DMs are private too. So he got that triggered to message you. And I'm sure your DMs are open, but like. No, my DMs are closed too. (laughs) Whoa. How did that happen then? Oh no, they're open. Yeah. I I have requests. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So he got that triggered by a guy named Spartan dog 97 (laughs) to come at, to, (laughs) to try to puff his chest at him and act like he's, a model character. This dude does nothing but troll MSU fans and like insults us. So, and what is he going to do? Reply that he's richer than me and has more followers? The joke's on you, motherfucker. Cool. Yeah. You had me first. You already joke's won. on you, bitch. <laughs> your brother's a Karen and you fucking suck at your job. That, I, I hope that the, uh, the new, our friends at the SD4L show, the Spartan Dog for Life show, leave Woodward Sports because they're the only thing that keeps that thing they're all the only net they're the only show that keeps that network worthy of any attention. That he got Braylon drank all the white claws again. So <laughs> you know he was a little on edge. Uh you know Braylon <laughs> Braylon drank the mini bar clean again. Uh he didn't he didn't have a drink to loosen up a little bit. Right, exactly. And <laughs> and also can we just please stop the big game boomer thing? Like, yes. this, like this, you know what this is parlaying, right? This is parlaying 
some stupid fucking list on college game day or big noon kickoff this fall. Yep. That is what this is leading up to. Do you really want oh. big game boomer on fucking college game day? A fucking Corso trying to like putter together words. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll tell, tell, tell you what. Boomer, boomer sooner. It's just fucking. Reese Davis saying, here's a new list from big game boomer. Yeah. I, would, I would fall out of my chair. <laughs> yeah, the profile. Oh my God, that Jeremy Schapp interview. When they're at Norman for uh, when they're at Norman, oh my fucking god! My Myron Metcalf interviewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome. Uh, we've been off for two weeks. We're doing a, a week on, a week off. Um, you know, we there really haven't been a ton of developments for either MSU program, but we did have two more weeks of um, of recruit visits over the weekends. Uh, Carter sent me a video of Spartan stadium during one of them mm-hmm. from the outside, obviously, unfortunately we couldn't get in. We didn't have the media access. Um, and it sounded pretty cool. Uh, that's, that's my only thought. Um, I know that the, the one week we had some nicer cars, like the cars seemed to kind of get a little bigger and, and quality and uh, style. Had, and what's that? They had every kind of classic car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had they had two roadrunners because doubles is you know doubles is best. Yeah, Mel Tucker was waiting for the deal to go through to get triples, but you know he, he had to close he had to close the deal with the recruits as much as he could. Um, I was gonna make a joke. There was like a Ford Escort there or something. Um, that just doesn't land. So Rick Pacino's Rick Pacino's not on campus, so there'd be no yeah, no Escorts. <laughs> Did he? Uh, there. There and then the one day they brought actual goats onto the field, like not greatest, of, not Aaron Donald or anything, uh, fo- folks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say Tom Brady because he's not, but um, but the actual goats, like the animal. And I gotta wonder, like, you know, if you're part of the field crew, the groundskeeping crew for Spartan Stadium, like you're you're seeing all these cars and goats and like probably a bunch of shit on the on the on the field and everything and you're just it, like damn it like this is cool but man my job's gonna get a lot harder once these guys <laughs> it's like that yes dear wojack meme where it's like some big breasted woman is like it's time to it's like mel tucker uh's face over the big breasted woman going i'm gonna bring out four lamborghini trucks onto the spartan helmet at midfield <laughs> And it's like the like worn out, like tired, yeah. like yeah, yeah, great yeah. old guy going, yes, coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure they did a great job getting it fixed up, whatever happened. I don't think anything really bad happened, but I just thought about that once the goats hit the field. Um, so I really didn't pay too, too much attention to it. Carter, did you? And I know you know about like the targets that we're uh, hoping to uh, we've got crystal balls for now so i'll let you steer the wheel on this one yeah to your point of um <clears throat> to your point of the fact that we didn't get in yeah I, i'm sure the uh the bacon wire media credentials got lost in the mail <laughs> but um any yeah day so any day just another, just another regular recruiting weekend for michigan state with multiple high four stars and having guys like that on campus and on the field, getting to sit in the cars. Also the photo that Joe Crocker posted where he was sitting on the couch and the, and the goat was like peeing right in front of him. 
was absolutely fantastic content. Yeah. That made me laugh. Um, so I think that Michigan State has a really good shot with uh, edge rusher, 64th overall player uh, by Job. He's from Norman, Oklahoma. Um, he posted his top three yesterday with Michigan State, Alabama, and Oklahoma. So that is where Michigan State sits. And it seems like they're actually supposed to land him over those guys. So it, it, it appears that we can we can tell uh, we can tell Alabama and Oklahoma Job instead of Job. <laughs> Job. Job. And we'll have this guy. So uh, he's from he's from he's from Senegal. So wow. he's been he's only been playing football for a couple of years. Um He's a junior, so he's only been playing for like two and a half years now. He's 6'4", 215, just a ridiculous athlete. I mean, if you get him to Michigan State and you get him in the in the lab with BT Jordan, I mean. His name's Brandon. I know it is. <laughs> That's what they call him. Um, get, him get him in the lab with, with, with Jordan, and, uh, you know, you're looking at a freak athlete right there. You're looking at an insane athlete off the edge. The other one is Alabama commit safety. Uh, Elliot Washington from Venice, Florida, went to the same high school as Chuck Brantley, currently committed to Alabama. He's somebody Saban really, really wants to keep. Um, but his his interest in Michigan State is very, very real. Um, I mean, he's got he's just a ridiculous athlete. You can play him uh, at both spots. You can play him at corner. You can play him at safety. You can play him all over the field. He probably play some special teams, too. Um, 5'11", 195 guy. He's 109 ranked. Um, so there's some momentum with both those guys. So I do believe that we will be monitoring these situations. Um, Job says he's announcing this week or next week. I'd probably bank yeah. on next week at this point. Um, and then probably after July 4th. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Elliot Washington, I'm not really sure. Cause he is a, he is still an Alabama commit. So um, I think him flipping would take a lot for Tucker, but he got some crystal balls recently, it appears, to Michigan State. Yeah, uh, but... um, our good friend of the show, uh, EJ Holland, quote-unquote, <laughs> uh, put in, I don't know what on three calls their prediction things, fucking glass testicles. Uh, put in their glass testicle with 60% confidence <laughs> that uh, Job is going to Michigan State. Uh, meanwhile, uh Meanwhile, Jim's flying commercial and losing recruits. And uh, they don't even have a top 50 class right now. Yeah. Uh, Jim, oh, Michigan fans, uh, please, Coach Harbaugh, do something to salvage the 2023 class. Jim Harbaugh, you better lose yourself in the music the moment. <laughs> you, want it. you better never let it go. Uh, verbal meme, oh uh, stick figure poking. Michigan logo or Jim Harbaugh, come on, do something. Michigan's recruiting class is ranked at 55th by 247. Uh, I mean, they're going to land. They'll, they'll land some guys, but like uh, for Michigan standards, for anyone, for any Power Five school standards, being at 55, you're in the realm with like Western Michigan and like Ball State, Broncos country. You are. Let's ride. <laughs> You're recruiting worse than D'Antonio recruited in his last couple of years, which is absolutely ridiculous. And because D'Antonio didn't even recruit, he was no, like, he didn't. Yeah, he said he said to he said to offer he sent a scholarship offer 
to every two-star in Ohio and was like, <laughs> this is my recruiting. He just sent out the same letter. Some like, of them probably good. came in, dear name, like name in brackets. <laughs> There's some intern like typing every single name for like 12 hours out of the day. Yeah, um, it, was, it was Coach Bowman's job. That's why so many of them were <laughs> fucked up. Could you uh, imagine Coach Bowman sitting in a Lamborghini? <laughs> I kind of need that Photoshop now. <laughs> It'd be great. Coach, like, yeah. If Coach Bowman got into a Lamborghini, he'd be buried into the field. They'd have to play around it come fall. <laughs> It'd honor him. Yeah, um, but Raylan Wilson is was um, Michigan's top recruit of this class, an elite linebacker, like top 10 linebacker in the nation. Um and he decommitted yesterday, so he's project. And I'm, I think he's projected to go to Georgia or Florida or some some big time SEC school. But yeah, Michigan's lost their only elite recruited this class. Their highest ranked kid is Cole Cabana, a kid that Michigan State was recruiting, but decided to take uh, Kedrick Riscano over him. So yeah, and like, so that was funny when that was funny when uh, that was funny when all the Michigan fans and Cole Cabana went there, like, haha, you he went to Michigan instead of Michigan State. We still own the state, but it's like we told this kid to hit the road like a long time ago. Yeah, Tucker yeah, told you could around. you could own the state because state, state sucks. sucks. <laughs> uh, oh man, I forgot what I was gonna say just now. I lost my train of thought. Um, and well, okay, so. What's really funny is like, you know, they, they ripped on us for losing 30 and nothing to Alabama and coming off of that. And it didn't go well, but D'Antonio pulled in the best class of his career at Michigan state. And what was it? Top 20. It was top 20, if not top 15, pretty close. I'll go find it. Okay. I know it was, it was up there. It was very high for, we were all like, Hey, you good? Like everything good here. And well, apparently not. Um, yeah. We thought the 20. Okay, we top 20. The, yeah, we thought the 2016 class was going to be a movie. Uh, it was a movie. It was, it it's was not a, the one we wanted. <laughs> it's it's a movie you throw in the vault and you you shut it you shut it down forever. Um, yeah. It was a movie. It was a movie that is now illegal in a lot of states. <laughs> oh no. Uh, um, and and you know we pulled in a top 18 class. You know you can say what you want about how it went. Still pulled in a top 18 class after getting our asses kicked by Alabama. And, you know, if you're going to – if you're losing guys after you you lose a playoff game, you get your ass kicked by Georgia, who won the national championship. So there's no shame in losing the national champion like both of us did. Um, that's not good. And I think that people are – I think it shows people are negatively recruiting against Harbaugh and, and pulling up the whole Minnesota Vikings thing. Because it was reported that day that he said he was saying his goodbyes to people in the building at at Beep Hall, um, Redacted Hall. Um, and then he comes back later and it's literally like what Michael Scott did when he didn't get the job in New York. He's like, <laughs> I decided I didn't want it. And everyone knew that he didn't get offered the job. So that shit's going to happen. And you can negatively recruit Mel Tucker by saying, oh, look, he might go to Alabama or Clemson someday. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't blame him for that. A little different scenario. Like, that means he's done something here that no one's ever done. Um, I, I just think it's funny how they're all – all the Twitter Michigan fans are like, oh, well, you care about June June championship, June recruiting championship. Uh, do, you, do you guys know – are you like the big game boomer should have – he probably has had it 
the least self-aware fan base in college, and Michigan has to be number one. Like it's Michigan, then um, then Texas, Texas, yeah, uh, then probably Auburn. Yeah, um, Arkansas might be up there. Oh, I mean, <laughs> their fa- their fans are thinking they're going to win the national title this year. Okay, well, God, Godspeed. <laughs> um, then probably USC. Yeah. Um. um so Oklahoma State, maybe. I don't know. So did anything else football wise happen, or was that we're just kind of waiting now to like it's it's stuff that we're monitoring? Here's a oh. trend I want you to pay attention to. Okay. Um, whenever Justin Thin posts a crystal ball for a recruit, pay attention about a day after it happens and wait for the Sean Sharer or Sure, whatever his name is. Sure, yeah. Pay attention to his crystal ball. Every time he will wait a day and post one with the confidence level two spots higher than Justin's. Every really? time, <laughs> it's 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 absolutely hilarious. But also, I was going to say something about Michigan fans. They are the gift. It's like this is like my biggest like qualm, but also the greatest like. It's why Michigan fans and like the, just the whole thing about Michigan is so entertaining, is that lack of self awareness, like you say. But I think the funniest thing, it's so it was so encapsulated, encapsulated in the um, CJ Carr recruitment was just the <laughs> fact that first off, was it Sam Webb said, uh, still lots of time left. <laughs> and when it was like he was committing like two days later, I swear. And it's like, the, and I think that this is like, yes, Michigan negatively recruits other schools, I think, but they also don't recruit for their own school. Like the, the it's, it's the arrogance of like, why wouldn't you want to come to the prestigious university of Michigan? Because you haven't done anything in the last like 20 years of significance. You haven't won a title. You haven't won like an actual title since like world war two. They were, they were, shooting Nazis in planes the last time y'all yeah. were actually with the minions helping them. The oh, never mind. Or that too. <laughs> but the, it's just that, that level of, it, that level of arrogance. It's so like annoying, but it's also so funny to watch it blow up in their face when it's like, you just expect all these kids to want to come to your, you know, prestigious university and don the uniform or whatever. And, 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 and to watch that just blow up because maybe it, it you're not the you're not the powerhouse you're not the brand name of college football that you think you are like Michigan by and large is a thing of the past. I know that they just won you know against Ohio State and against and they went to the and they beat Iowa and they went to the playoff or whatever and but every everything since then has absolutely eroded has absolutely just blown up in their faces and i and it's hilarious to watch it is michigan state is killing it in recruiting uh michigan state has not lost to michigan since 2019 in football it's awesome it's awesome to me because of just the fact that these guys get so up on their high horse and get knocked off it so bad but they will never ever ever admit that something went wrong that that michigan isn't a big name or anything like that it is just beautiful and i love all of it I love this. I also love the stargazers who, who are like, who always made fun of all the D'Antonio recruits for being lower level. Uh, I love that all of a sudden, now that Michigan state is landing high talent, now all of a sudden it doesn't matter. It's beautiful. The irony is, is chef's kiss watching the, just the absolute downfall of Michigan football 
and just everything with that university and that program is truly, truly beautiful. Well said. No, yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, not only do they not have an organized NIL collective or an NIL or like a functional NIL program, their coaches are openly antagonistic. Their players are openly antagonistic to the idea of name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, like, listen, when you're recruiting kids, right, it's a business. For these kids now, it's a business decision. I'm going to go where I can create the most opportunity for myself. Am I going to go to the program that that offers that has basically that basically guarantees income for me for the entire time I'm there as an open marketplace to allow me to have more opportunities uh have a player run collective that that allows me to take the maximum amount I can off my name image and likeness or do I go to a school where players are like Oh, if you if you if you care about NIL, we don't want you. And your coaches are saying, and your coaches are bad mouthing NIL. Where are you gonna go? When you you know, especially for players who grew up in poverty, right? You had to watch your parents slave to keep the lights on, to keep food on the table. And you finally have the opportunity to maybe in the three years you're at college, make more money than they, that they've ever had, that your parents ever had, right? That's the goal of, of American societies to be better off than your parents. We're fucked Carter, but you know, know. (laughs) it is what it is. Um, And in Michigan is openly antagonistic to that idea. So how do you expect to recruit well? How do you expect to retain top talent? How do you expect how do you expect for parents to believe you when you look them in the eye and tell them you're going to be there for their kids' entire college careers when you took the first opportunity you could to go interview for NFL jobs? Mel Tucker turned down LSU. Harbaugh. Our ball basically had to get dragged out of the Minnesota Vikings facility. <laughs> like, is this fucking guy ever going to leave? <laughs> he's um, sleeping. He's sl- we're recruiting and doing official visits, and Jim Harbaugh's sleeping on a fucking airport floor. We're not the same program. Mel Tucker used a private jet to go recruiting, and Jim Harbaugh has an 11-hour delay in coach. Like, I'm not slamming hour- people for air for airline flight. But I just think it's funny how the head coach at one of the most can't get a direct flight. Can't, can't get, get a, a direct, direct flight. flight. Or even like a or even a Detroit to New York to your destination. You have to have an eleven hour layover. You have a billionaire who own alumni who alum who owns the the Miami Dolphins. Why can't you ask him to use his private plane? <laughs> like unless Stephen Ross just let read, left them on read or something. Like that just blows my mind, and we have. He's too busy. He's too busy watching Tua try to get it to Tyreek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Oh my god, that's going to be hilarious. Um, uh, fucking Tyreek's grabbing a switch and playing duck hunt. <laughs> yeah, I love that video where like they said to a bomb and like he had to wait or like go back for it, and we're all like, "That's not a bomb. That's like that's just just Tua, man." Um, so then let's talk basketball. Anything has the only thing that I know of basketball wise is that um, we're we're still trending in the right direction for Xavier Booker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Moneyball's going on right now. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the people who have went um, have been really impressed with with Carson Cooper, um, the hmm. guy from the kid from IMG we recruited who's going to redshirt. Uh, he's playing. And everyone who's anyone who's went to anyone who's went to go see Moneyball games has, has raved about him, his ability to get rebounds, run the floor, uh, protect the rim. So, you know, that might be, you know, it's it's gonna be a longer term investment for him. Uh, but you know, it sounds like it's one that might that might pay off. So, mm. you know, that's that's good to hear. It's 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 hard to put stock in a moneyball sometimes, but I'm going to like right now, just because of the fact that uh, Pierre Brooks has slimmed down about 20 pounds and dropped two 40 balls in the last couple of nights Wow! Uh, at Moneyball. Um, so I'm really, really excited because Michigan State is is desperate for wing production. And they're, I, it, it appears that they are banking on Pierre Brooks to make that leap. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if he will, but I definitely think that this is a good step in the right direction because if it's not this year for him, it'll be next year that he's going to be a problem for the big 10. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that he's been seeking the outside shot a little bit more too. Um, hopefully he can become a pretty consistent shooter from out there. Uh, Hogard looks like he's going to be the alpha of this team, which is really, really exciting. And I guess we saw point Marcus Bingham. Um, I know he's not on the team anymore, but I guess he was, he was at Moneyball and he was playing some point guard. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's kind of why it's hard to take stock in Moneyball sometimes. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, you know, Pierre Brooks slimming down, he's looking good. Um, people have said that his forms looked a lot better. He's a lot more confident with the ball. So, you know, stepping into uh, stepping into MSG against Kentucky uh, for the champions classic, or I, I think it's in Chicago this year, actually. I, I think so. Um, stepping into the champions classic, uh, with with a lineup of uh, with the lineup of Hogard, uh, Aikens, uh, Brooks, uh, Hauser, and and, and Mati, you know that's that's a pretty solid lineup. Obviously, you know Mati's got a Mati is the biggest question mark on this team. He's probably the biggest liability. Uh, but you know, I also wouldn't hate moving Hauser down to five and. In playing uh, Hogard and Walker together, yeah. Uh, so I think that's an option. So uh, you know, I, I, the closer we get to the season, the less I'm pissed off about about him carrying cooler scholarships. Yeah. Um, I, the the injury risk is still incredibly high, but oh yeah, even if you had 11 scholarship players, an injury would still kind of fuck you. Would still severely fuck you up. Right. So, you know, it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like, okay, like, as long as they're like eight good players, right? Depth doesn't matter. We saw that in the tournament, right? 
Armando Baycott played with a fucking, his ankle was the size of a beach ball and he was out there playing in the national championship. Depth does not matter in the NCAA tournament. Can these five, can your five guys ball out for 40 minutes consistently? And if that's and what's if you gonna, have, that's what's going to be a deep, that's what's going to lead you on a deep run. And if you have a great point guard. Yeah. That I think we have that, honestly. I do. I do guard, if he can be just respectable from beyond the arc, that's all. Well, just, I don't know, give me 34, 35. Haven't they 34, said 35%. that Hogard has developed a three at Moneyball? And I know that Moneyball threes is something that we can really adapt and, <laughs> and expect for a regular season or a regular basketball game. But that is promising that he's taking more risks on the outside because that's the only way you're going to get better. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, I think the Hogard, I think the Hogard and Tum Tum comparisons when it comes to you know three balls developing at at Moneyball isn't the same because no. Hogard is you know like a thousand times the player that Tum Tum was. Um, yeah. But I really do think if Hogard can be 35 percent from three, like two on like two or three attempts a game, that's perfectly fine. Could win us a game or two. I'm all, yeah, I'm all, I'm perfectly okay. Also, if you want to play lineups, if you want to go small, you want to play lineups of Walker, Hogard, and Akins together. That's a like that could be something you could do. You could play Hall and Hauser. I mean, I think we'll see a lot of small ball this year just because of the fact that Matt Matty Sissoko and uh, Jackson Kohler are the only centers <laughs> on the roster currently. Um, I I, I think would actually I would like to see Malik transition into a small ball five. I think. Mm-hmm. For Malik's skill set, you know, a, what is think about what a small ball five needs to do, right? Think of someone like Draymond. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Draymond, by the way. Four-time yes, champion. On the ship. Four-time champion. Uh, shout out. Uh, think about what a small ball five needs to do really well. He needs to cut. He needs to set picks. He needs to be – he needs to – he doesn't necessarily need to win rebound battles. He just needs to be a pest, Right. Uh, and, and Rodman was kind of the archetype, right, for the, for the small ball five. Um, yeah. I, I do think that I do think that Malik Hall can do that, right? Because you know he doesn't really have he doesn't really have that outside shot that we're going to need from from the wings. I mean, he doesn't shoot the ball from pretty spectacularly, but one thing he does, yeah, he drives the lane well. Um, if he wants to, he can run in, he can run around like a chicken with his head cut off. Um, he can, he can be, he can be pesky on defense. So I, I think honestly, if we're going to play the majority of the game in small ball, Malik, I think Malik calls the guy. I truly do. I like that. But I think we're going to see a lot of losses in the first month. Um, not like an obscene amount, but it's, it's, it's brutal. I mean, it's, it's like it's brutal. And, and, you know, we just added Villanova and they're coming to East Lansing, which is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, that's the Gavit games, right? Yep, Gavit games. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that. I might try to get a ticket to go to that. Yeah, game. I mean, Me too. Kentucky can zag on an aircraft carrier. Uh, <laughs> the Nova or the 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 PK eighty five. PK eighty five. Yeah, probably yeah, go to Maui the, or the something. PKI, the PKI. I mean, I think the PKI in Maui are going to end up being the same. I think they're all going to be the oh, last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. They're all going to end up being on feast week. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to see some losses, but I think it's going to give coaches, though, this is going to, this non-conference schedule is going to be a measuring stick and it's going to be tinker time with the lineups. 
we're going to see a lot of shit that frustrates us, but it's going to be a lot of shit that we're going to go, you know what, if he just moves this guy here or benches this guy for this guy, this is going to work. And he's going to figure it out. I mean, I'm, I'm over the whole thing. We went, like you said, like just completely freaking out about what Izzo's going to do right now. But um, I, I think it's going to be good to see them again, but yeah, you know, we are, it's still one injury away from, from derailing the entire season. And, but again, I mean, but, even if you carry 12 scholarship players, you're still, yeah, you can to, still, there's still one injury away from derailing. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll give a shout out, I guess, you know, we can give a shout out to Max Christie um, drafted 35th overall Yep. to the LA Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's to play with really good teammate, Russell Westbrook. Um, <laughs> yeah. Notable, easy to play with. Notable, easy guy to play with who has not been traded like four times in the last four years. Uh, I'm pretty close. No, just three times. Um, yeah. Well, he almost <laughs> got an even better teammate in Kyrie Irving. I mean, yeah. But Kyrie Irving chose to keep his player option. And what Russell Westbrook just accepted his 48 million or whatever it is. That's uh-huh. hilarious. Duh. Duh. Why would it? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You would not get anywhere close to that if you appreciate That's so funny. <laughs> Lakers just open up like their te- their phones like fuck. <laughs> it's not Mitch Cupjacket. No, holy crap! I'm Dana. Who's the GM of the? But you know what? That's uh, that's Russ's quote, right? Even if he that's does great. a bad job, he gets that forty-eight that, mil. He gets that forty-eight mil. Um, and uh, I oh shoot, did Gabe Brown? Okay, Gabe Brown signed a deal like a, a two-way deal, right? Yeah. With uh, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. And didn't, did Bingham get signed? Dallas, yeah. Dallas, yes. That's who it was. Okay. Um, yeah, he's practicing point guard to replace Jalen Brunson. <laughs> um, I, we need to touch on that. Uh, the Pistons made Nailed it. What's that? Nailed it. Nailed Absolutely. Nailed it. No notes. No notes. No, no notes. No. I mean, they traded, they traded during the draft basically their Portland pick that they got from the Jeremy Grant deal for Jalen Duran, who could be the starting center pretty soon. Uh, oh, nice. Very Jeremy nice. Grant bobblehead I got. <laughs> like two um, days after the trade deadline, too, which was funny. They're vintage. like, okay, we can still put these out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, we're going to move these before the season's over. Uh, um, and then they got another guy. I forget his name's oh, – he's, he's an overseas player. Um they Gabriel do like Kosta. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, I just didn't pay it. I fell asleep after the whole. Buddy Mayheim. They also signed Buddy Mayheim. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Jim driving on six ninety six? Holy shit! <laughs> you need to make sure uh, Jamana's his lawyer for that. Yeah, <laughs> unless she doesn't to, do that. Yeah, we need to hook him does. up. We need to hook him up with Mike Morris. Yeah, Jeffrey Figer. Yeah. Oh my God, Jeff Feige. <laughs> He's the one who has like the the uh, ponytail, right? Or like the the old. He's got old like Trump hair. hair going on or something. Yeah, yeah, he's got like the he's got like the uh, <laughs> like the uh, hair metal, like the old hair metal. Oh, that's yeah. all that fucking rules. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I like draft night was fun for Pistons fans because I remember like after the Duran trade went down, uh, they were like Troy Weaver said he's not done yet and. I just started going, oh, my God, they're going to sign and trade Kevin Durant. Watch what's <laughs> happening. 
like Kevin Durant's going to want to play for this young team. And just, I just fucking around, but I was like, Hey, maybe I, I almost spoke Tom Crean into existence. Maybe I can speak Kevin Durant. Um, well, it's still not too, it's not too late either. So it's not yeah. too late. I mean, he's um, on the hardball family vacations. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're at a pool in Minnesota or they're at a pool somewhere. Good for them. Um, so yeah. And then uh, a, a, a free agency starts tonight, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, midnight. it does. Midnight, yeah, yeah. Midnight, yep. Um, a lot of moves are being made, and Carter's uh, Atlanta Hawks traded what? Did, they traded Danilo Gallinari, right? They traded my beloved Italian, yes. Oh. Is it worth it in the end? <laughs> I've won, but it will cost. No, uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's a perfectly fine price to give up. Before we get to that, though, I do also okay. want to say, like, I just, I mean, I, I, I just want to touch on the, the Pistons nailing that draft. I mean, getting Jaden Ivey, who for me, watching, like, doing, like, the draft prospects, my number one thing is I never like to give give guys these, like, you know, these, these, these otherworldly, like, all-star comparisons or things like that because it's just not fair to them. With me, Jaden Ivey, I just couldn't see anything other than like the prime John Wall that you saw in in Washington. <laughs> just in a ridiculous downhill athlete, just perfect for Cade. You know, a guy who can have the ball if he needs to, and you know, can play off Cade. Just just puts pressure on the rim. It's it, it was perfect for them. And then you get you know Jalen Duran, who was kind of like what you, you you know you saw what like Robert Williams and like Kevon Looney did in the finals for for Boston and Golden State respectively. Um, but, you know, just the fact that they were rim runners, athletic shot blockers, that's basically what you have, like, right now in Jalen Duran. So, I mean, and, and the kid could even grow into something more than that. So, I think that the Pistons have their core of Cade, Jaden Ivey, Duran, you know, Sadiq Bay. They'll probably add somebody down the line. But that's a team I really think is going to be a, a team that is going to be a force to be reckoned with in, like, the next two years in the Eastern Conference. So, Troy Weaver is building this team into a monster. And- and they did trade today. Well, the Knicks basically just said to them, here, take these guys. Yeah. Um, Kevin Burks. No, Trey Burks, right? Alec Burks. Alec, Alec Burks. Burks. God, I'm sorry. Um, I, who lit up the Pistons earlier this year. Um, absolutely destroyed them. And Nerlens Noel. And I think mm-hmm. Cash consider six mil. Yeah, some um, yeah, some cash too. They throw some cash, cash considerations. In. Everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite player, cash. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker the, moves around more than anybody. And the cash considerations. We were making fun of Russell Westbrook. Him, <laughs> him, and him and player to be named later. Yeah, you guys just yeah. get moved everywhere. Uh, I read a thing that you know I kind of think Troy Weaver's going to roll with these guys for he this is. year, and uh, yeah. they will have if if they let these contracts expire after this year. They have 60 million in cap space next year. Yep. I think that's when they're going to, I think that's when Troy's going to be a little conservative on draft day, unless like there's a team just begging them for the pick. If I don't, they're not going to tank, but mm-hmm. I think like we all said, like playing, they're going to try to compete for like the eight, nine seed. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent, Lucas. I mean, um, you know, Alec Burke, you know, Alec Burks is a serviceable role player. Um, Nerlens Noel is going to be, you know, kind of, is kind of going to be fighting for minutes. I think with Kelly Olynyk come the All Star break because I think right. Duren is going to, I think Duren's going to come out hot and establish himself as, as the main big man for this team. Uh, but you know, again, um, you know, I know people wanted to go after Miles, especially Michigan State Pistons fans, right? They wanted- I did for a minute. 
I did. Wanted to go after Miles. They wanted him to go after Aiton, but well, you know, with the between between having Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart and drafting uh Durin. and drafting Duran, you made all the you made all three you made both those guys redundant. So yeah. um and they're RFAs too, isn't right, it? Right, and they're restricted free agents. So it you know, Charlotte's probably gonna max out Miles, I would imagine. They said and, they will. And who knows what the fuck Sarver is going to do that cheap motherfucker. But, uh, you know, I just don't, I don't think Troy thought any of these guys were worthy of maxes, which fair. Right. Yeah. And you can see what you got in the next off season, right? Maybe the situation in Brooklyn continues to deteriorate. Maybe, you know, stuff continues to happen and you have a lot of cap space. Maybe, you know, maybe a team, it's number one that doesn't need number one, right? That maybe right. needs like nine or 10 or 11, right? That would rather have nine, 10 or 11 and maybe some cap space, right? So you take the, so you take on some of their cap, you get number one and you can get Victor Wambayama and you're just fucking, you're rocking and rolling. Those are your, those are your guys. Oh, Lordy. Oh, so um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, I expect this team to be fun to watch, right? They're a young up and coming yep. team. They're gonna make a lot of they're gonna make a lot of crazy athletic plays. Um, they're not gonna they're not gonna be the four seed or anything. They're, there's gonna be gonna, a lot of growing pains. There's gonna be a lot of growing pains. They're gonna compete for a plan. And you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe this is Dwayne Casey's last year, and and you know, we go pick up Quinn Snyder off the couch or you know, whatever. Uh Ime Udoka is quickly becoming the Sean McVay of the NBA, where anyone who has ever like held his clipboard is getting interviews for head coaching jobs. So, but um, McVay has won a Super Bowl. That's fair. No, I mean, but even before McVay, <laughs> I, I won get a what Super you're Bowl, saying though. Like Zach Taylor basically got hired because he was Sean yeah. McVay's drinking buddy. So yeah, but I mean, I think Taylor's going to win a Super Bowl though. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, but like, but I, mean, I, I get it. Yeah. And like Matt LaFleur got the Packers job and he worked with Sean for like, I think one year. I think it was like one year with the Rams and then, then they were like, okay, yeah, this dude's awesome, but he is a good coach. Good. Right. Good. Um, but the one thing, the funniest thing of the night was, uh, <laughs> was that graphic ESPN put up of like the draft picks that Sacramento had. And then like the pick oh. after <laughs> they showed their yeah. draft picks, and the picks after them were like Clay Thompson. Uh, wasn't Giannis like the pick after the Kings pick uh, in Giannis's draft? I think, I think it was Giannis, and um, it was oh, Giannis, okay. Clay, um, someone else. Damian Lillard, one of them. Was it Luca? Wasn't Dame a second rounder? I think it was Luca. Luca was after. Yeah, I think it was Luca. Yeah, it was, it was Luca because Luca <laughs> was after. Um, Luca went after Fox. Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley, yeah. They should also, relocate Sacramento Kings to Kalamazoo. <laughs> we do a better job. I mean, we had the Kalamazoo fun. Kings at one point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, bring them back. Let's the, do it. The baseball team. Yeah, let's bring oh, them probably, back. They're probably like the prime Vegas candidate right now. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good name. The Las Vegas Kings. That's a really we're moving good back name. to Seattle. Yeah, the, and you have the Knights and the Kings. You can kind of carry that through but, line. The Knights, the Kings, the Raiders. 
Seattle's getting a team, aren't they? They're the next ones up, aren't they? Or yeah, none? they're talking. They're they talking expansion. They're talking Give them, expansion to thirty-two. Got to be Supersonics. They have to bring that back. That is that is <laughs> one of the best names in sports. It's Seattle and someone else. I don't know who the other. I don't know what the other. I think Louisville. Huh, that's weird. Um, but whatever. Hey, Louis, um, like before that. before we move on, we'll talk Obi Wan, and then we'll wrap it up. We have to discuss what happened about three four hours ago. Um, Amani Bates, boy, two years ago we were all like shitting and pissing and farting and and coming. We were so happy that he committed to MSU, and it was all looking like sunshine and rainbows. And then a year later, he decommits and goes to Memphis and uh, with his, um, I think his dad's wishes, so, something happened and um, has a very big humbling of a uh, season and decommits or he transfers from Memphis. And, you know, he threw the whole, I think Michigan's in the mix and I don't think, I don't know if Michigan really wanted him. Um, not trying to be disrespectful, but I just don't, didn't see it. And uh, today he committed to his hometown Eastern Michigan. Um, I was just blown away when I saw it. I saw it cut like about an hour ago. Um, that just blows my mind. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on it. I think it's just hilarious how much, how like this kid, I believe in my heart, he firmly wanted to be an MSU over anything else. And I think that was his dream. But I think it's another case of a thought of a parent meddling way too much more than even I think Apple's Jackson did with Josh Jackson, hmm. um, which is kind of the standard at this point uh, for MSU. But I, I don't know what you guys have thoughts on it, but I, I had to bring it up. It, it's just amazing that look, he could have been at one of the premier programs in college basketball. And now he's in the Mac with a bottom feeding Mac team. Yeah. I, I kind of think the same things you do. I mean, I, I do absolutely think that it was, it was him who wanted to go to Michigan state. I mean, we saw, we saw those things with him about um, like, you know, is those my future coach? This is my dream school type of thing. Uh, the initial announcement of, of Imani on ESPN was expected to just be like the announcement of the prep school. And then it ended up him with a MSU commitment. Um, basically that his dad ended up using for like just clout pretty much. Yep. I think the prep school, I mean, the prep school gave him, you know, way too much like leeway uh, kind of stunted his development. And that's why um, I think Michigan state and him decided, you know, that it wasn't going to work. Uh, and then he decommitted, went to Memphis, Memphis, of course, another place where he, you know, could have had free reign. I think he got hurt for a while. And yeah, I mean, he didn't play yeah, for it's like, just what, like a months. tough, yeah, it's just such a tough, like, you know, fall from grace for somebody who we thought was really like the next NBA superstar. Yeah. Um, now, you know, and now is that Eastern Michigan. I mean, hopefully, you know, he kind of regains some of that, but I really do think that it is like what you said, Elgin and, you know, his, his family kind of getting in the way of, of what he could have been. And it's, it's, it's just kind of disappointing for a kid who actually we thought wanted to go to Michigan state and at Michigan state with Izzo would have been phenomenal. I think so. It's tough. Yeah, but, no, I, yeah. I just, you know, yeah, I personally, like I feel, I feel bad for him. Right. Like I feel, um, you know, I feel for him. Right. Like to be 16 in, and have your face on sports illustrated uh, and have you be and have them hail you as next in line after magic. 
LeBron, right? All these guys. It's that's tough for a teenager to handle. And if he doesn't have the right environment, it's just going to spiral, right? It's kind of like child actors, right? We see it all the time with them. Yeah. Where they have parents who who use them, who who use them to boost their own profile. And it just it goes, it goes shit, it goes shit goes sideways. So I, I do feel I do feel for Imani. I, I hope that, you know, kind of like kind of like LaMelo going to Australia, right? And playing in the NBL. Uh, hopefully this gives him uh the space he needs to grow and uh kind of be kind of find the player he was because he he can still be an incredible player i mean his natural talent is off the fucking charts Mm -hmm. you don't get compared to lebron by just being one of those guys who like who grinds right you have to have that natural talent yeah um it's just it's just a shitty situation of a parent not knowing when to back the fuck off um and truthfully so um hopefully you know Imani can can kind of can kind of can kind of find himself again yeah because when he's on that he's fun to watch and you know it's just he just kind of needs to kind of get himself get himself right he needs to get no no pressure yeah no I I think and and I do mean this literally, Lucas. I don't. Eastern Michigan is no pressure. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, it it can only go up from here. Right. So I, you know, I I wish him luck, and I'll root for him. I mean, I I hope he can. I hope he can at least get drafted someday. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he tries to go for it after this year, though. Um, but hell, he could turn to four year player, but. I have to say before we move on to talk Obi-Wan that uh, a huge uh, shout out to Jay Nakins, like the character, the character that he has, the demeanor, like, you know, with all this shit that went on between him and Amani and I'm pretty sure Elgin um, at Ipsy Prep, you know, when he got kicked out, they made him look like the bad guy and all this. And Jade never said a word. Um, good for him. Like that's, that's a, that's probably a pretty tough thing for an 18 year old kid to do, but um, it, it's, it kind of makes me feel like we made the best choice in that, in that whole thing that we stuck with Jaden cause he stuck with us and communicated with us and stayed with us the entire time. Um, I just had to, I just had to say that, that I think more of Jaden Nakins right now for some, some odd reason, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's professional about it. Yeah. Very mature. First choice, best choice, only choice, Jay Nakins. Um, before we leave, uh, quick thoughts on Obi-Wan. I, I thought it was good. That was a good show. I enjoyed it. It was cool that Michigan State, former Michigan State receiver A.J. Troop got to play a Stormtrooper. It's kind of cool. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had, I had kind of mixed thoughts. I mean, you know, I'm kind of one of those people who, like, doesn't feel like every single Star Wars character needs, like, a – like a solo thing or whatever, but I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I liked seeing, I, I think my favorite thing that I saw in the end when Obi-Wan was like, okay, so my friend is truly dead. You know, it, the, right. the, the whole premise or like the whole, like his whole plan the whole time with trying to get to Darth Vader was seeing if he could still find Anakin in there. 
And then, you know, when he discovers it, it's true. It's, it's tragic. It's heartbreaking, but I think it, it was, it was necessary and really, really powerful. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Right. And, and I gotta be honest, like I, I'm starting to get diminishing returns from these Disney plus shows. Um, I, it's just, uh, it's Obi-Wan, like, I don't know, like, especially for how the character, especially for how Ewan McGregor and Ian Christensen were kind of, were kind of treated um, after the prequels came out. It, it's just, I just needed more, right? It needed, I thought it needed a bigger budget. Um, I think it needed a little more care. And I think it just needed a little more creative freedom because I, all these Disney plus shows are just, are just Mandalorian. Right. They're just all tackling. Yeah. It's young guns, you know, uh, experienced, you know, experienced grizzled vet, uh, who's skeptical and, and wants to withdraw from, from society, uh, is in charge of taking care of this, is in charge of taking care of this important child. It's just, I, I don't know. Like, it's just. Uh, and I don't know if I want a second season. I, unless they're going to pour more resources into it, I don't want a second season. I really don't. I want better I, music. I want, yeah, I want a better score. <laughs> I want, I want better effects. I thought the effects were, this looked, this looked the most of like a TV show in yeah. like the worst way of any of like either seasons one or two of the Mandalorian or Boba Fett. Yeah. And it just, there was so much fat, you know, there was so much, there was so much filler. It and was just, yeah. And it, it really felt like, it really felt like a movie that they're like, okay, um, you need to, you need to make this six episodes. <laughs> Well, it was originally going to be a trilogy of movies before uh, Solo bombed. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just Disney. It's just Lucasfilm and Disney thinking with the thinking with their wallet again, right? Yeah. Solo didn't bomb because people don't like because people didn't like the concept of the movie. Solo bombed because you moved it up. You moved it up six months after you moved it up six months after an incredibly divisive mainline story and fired the directors and leaked stories about how you had to hire an acting coach for your main actor. Yeah. That's why Solo bombed. Not because... It was damage control. Right. Not because it was a bad movie or a bad concept for a movie. It bombed because you forced it to bomb. Kind of set it up for failure. Exactly. And like Ron Howard can only do so much. Like you, you throw a guy in with production and you're like, oh, we have to release this in seven months or like eight months. I think it was eight months. He's like, oh shit. Well, just do what I can. Um, yeah. My biggest, cons I mean, I like the Darth Vader and, and Obi-Wan scenes. Darth Vader's fucking amazing. I would watch a mini series about Darth Vader. Even though we've watched, even though, even though there is a whole mini series called Star Wars about Darth Vader, um, I, I would watch something about him hunting Jedi. Um, the music, I just, I was so disappointed with. And I thought that Natalie Holt did such a good job with Loki. 
that I was looking forward to this, but I'm like, you have Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fighting. Why don't you use Battle of the Heroes, Duel of the Fates or whatever? Like, you can pull those from your library. You own the rights, man. Just fucking do them. Like, give us the member berries. We want that shit for those scenes. Like, I want that. And that, that's what really bugged me, bugged me a lot. And I am glad it didn't just focus on Luke because that's what I really thought it was going to be. They hid Princess Leia until the show came out. And I think that was the really a really good choice. Um, I was happy with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready for Mando season three because it is a little different. But uh, I mean, they got to get away from tattooing. And I think I'm really hoping that they let Taika Waititi do whatever they he wants with Star Wars because I think he'll get away from tattooing big time. That movie's not going to You don't think so? Happen. That, that movie's not going to happen. You don't think so? No, I don't think that movie's happening. He said it's next. He said he said he's working on it. I I really don't think that movie's going to happen. I huh. I don't know. I I mean, in Mando wasn't even the next show. We have another show this year. Andor. Oh, Andor. There's going to be they filmed two seasons of it. Yeah, so there's Andor and then Mando. There's Ant and then Mando and then Ahsoka and then and fucking Andor. show that show about the cops. Uh <laughs> Star Wars cops. Which, like, would be a funny concept if they let, like, funny people do it. Right. You're not, like, John Watts is doing it, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, if you let, if you let fucking, like, I don't know, if you put it on Hulu, right, and and you let fucking, uh, shit. I'm trying to think of, like, a, like, a comedic show writer. Tim Robinson. Yeah, if you let like Tim Robinson or oh my like God. <laughs> give him or a like, Star Wars show. Yeah, or like, you know, like you let like someone funny, like, or you have it like the drive of the show be comedic. Right. Like that could be Star Wars cops could be a funny concept. I think this is all leading towards in about three to four years, we're gonna get Star Wars episode 10. Uh, it's gonna. I be, really, I really don't. Skywalker's again. I really believe uh, that's gonna happen. I don't think they're that stupid to go back to the Skywalker saga. Well, that soon. If I had to bet, if I had to bet anything, they're just gonna continue to pack in the pack in the periods between Skywalker saga movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd like a Kylo Ren miniseries. Yeah, yeah. I really go for that. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting fatigued on Star Wars, honestly. Yeah, I. Um, I'm yeah. just kind of like, like, part of what made Star Wars special is because for 20 years, right, there were only like three things. Right. There were only three movies. Right. Yeah. From and, 1999 to 2000, and are you are you talking the original? The original from 1977 to 1999. Yeah. There were only three movies. Right. Right. All we knew about this, all we knew about this, all anyone knew about this endless universe was a farm kid, uh, is a farm kid blowing up, blowing up a super weapon. Right. There's something special about that. And then we just have had oversaturation. Right. And when you're continuing to like, to do like, when you're continuing to bring in zombie Luke and 
you know, when you're doing zombie loot and, you know, Kid Leia and, and, ah- and Ahsoka, it, you know, when you're continually, like, creating all these, like, soy face moments, you're not telling a good story. Right. Right? I mean, Lucas, Lucas's dialogue was awful, but at least he knew how to, like, craft a convincing narrative. Yeah, he, he had good story ideas, but um, there should have been someone behind him buffering these scripts and like going. I'm just sick. I'm just sick this. of this cameo. I'm huh? just sick of the. I'm just sick of the cameos and like the. Yeah. Oh my god, look! Right, like I I honestly was surprised Bygone didn't show up earlier. Um, <laughs> he, just, he just walks in. He's like, "What's up?" Yeah, he's what's like, this? "Hey, what's up, man?" <laughs> You look like shit. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. You look, you look, you look pretty old. Um, well, but, no, like that's what Qui Gon said to Obi Wan. Oh yeah, he's oh. like, you look fucking awful, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, how's how's Mace Windu doing? <laughs> what? So how's the senator doing? Is he doing good? Yeah. Ooh. How's that Palpatine guy? No, oh. you have been. Now you have been keeping up with Anakin. He's got to be a Jedi Knight by now, right? Ooh. Ugh. Yeah, I kind of didn't do that. You totally married Padme. <laughs> I'd love to see like an episode. Wasn't Padme that. like eight years older? What the <laughs> fuck? What, the fuck? what kind of grooming bullshit is that? There should be an Obi-Wan episode where it's just like a whole half hour of him like, okay, here's what happened. <laughs> Qui-Gon just like, what? And he just disappears. He doesn't want to be a force ghost anymore. <laughs> It's like that meme. It's like that meme, the peace out. Yeah. Oh yeah, the peace out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a good way to end it. We'll, we'll end it there. Um, I don't think we're gonna come back next week. Um, unless season two, season two. I'm okay with season two of Obi Wan. I I want to finish this. Okay. I'm okay with season two of Obi Wan. If it's only about Obi Wan and Maul, that's the only that's the only way I'm okay with it. Hmm. Okay. You bring yeah, in Maul. Clone war shit in there. Yeah. If you bring in Maul. And like the Scarlet Dawn or whatever the fuck his like gang is called, dumb name for a gang, by the way. Okay. The yeah. the the Bloods, whatever. Oh god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's a cool way to bring everything in. Yeah. Um. You know, that would be a fun concept for season two. It probably should have been this season if you were planning to do a multi-season story. Right. That are just blowing the Vader load right away, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that, those are my closing thoughts. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I'll just do something different other than Luke and Leia. I don't, I'm done. I'm good with them. Um, we're not coming back next week unless some crazy shit happens. Uh, you guys got any big fourth plans? Don't have to work. So just yeah. it. I'm going to see Halsey on Sunday. Oh yeah. Wow. So, Great show. Great show. Yeah. I'm, I, I look like a person that would never go see her. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a fun show. Um, Where is she playing at in Chicago? Like, is she at Tin Tinley Park, Illinois? It's like uh, <laughs> I think it's another outdoor concert venue. Yeah, Tinley all the, yeah, all the venues are like outdoor. Cool. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, it'll be a maskless paradise. Uh, be fun. She'll do she'll do her whole set too. So she's good. not gonna like yeah. 
Good. Like she'll she'll do the whole set. So cool. Um, not going to cut off early. I th- I think our plan is for now to come back after Thor: Love and Thunder comes out. Sure. And, uh, I'm going to try to have uh, Blueprint Trev, our, our good boy Trevor, Trevor IDK on Twitter on for this one. Couldn't make it for Doctor Strange, so I'm trying to get him for Thor. Um, if we don't, then there will be another superhero movie. But um, re- the review embargo came out tonight, and everyone says it's pretty fast-paced, but it's really funny and that Christian Bale rules. So all right. that is all I need to hear. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm really pumped. Um, so I think we're all I think we're all ready to go. Uh, we'll end it here, um, fellas. It's been a fun pod, and uh, we'll do this again in two weeks. And go green, and have a great Fourth of July weekend, everybody. Yep. Go white. Go white. Go Dejounte Murray. <laughs>